Is your company maximizing its sales opportunities? Well, if not, you're going to learn how to by the end of today's show. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to let you know that Epic 2021 tickets are available at 50 bucks off. Just go to epic2021event.com and use the discount code CTC50 at checkout. Epic is the premier HVAC business development conference in the industry, so get your tickets today if you haven't already. Now, when it comes to teaching sales here at EGIA Contract University, we do have the usual suspects. You got me, you got Mr. Drew Cameron, you got Gary Ellix, and we have tons of experience in the industry, and that's great. But sometimes it can be very important, very valuable to go outside the industry and learn from other experts. Today, we got Mr. Schallenberger in the house to talk about how to maximize your sales. If you like this content, you can take the full course by logging in, go to Contractor Training, Online Courses, and of course, click In-Home Sales. If you're not a member, you can sign up for a free trial at the top of this page, watch the entire course for free during that 30-day period. Take it away, Mr. Schallenberger. First of all, thank you for taking the time, or I should say making the time, to watch this. And my hope is that this will have a big impact on your business. And what we're going to take just a few minutes on together are six ways to maximize sales. Now, I've had the chance to meet with organizations all over the world. I've literally met with hundreds of organizations. And what that has allowed me to do is glimpse behind the curtains as to what makes great sales reps great. In other words, if you look at the top 10%, you know, like what you see on the screen. There's always gonna be one or two people that just seem to outshine others with their results. What makes them so different? You know, what do they do that helps them get such amazing results? And we put together a pretty substantial list of things that the top 10% of sales reps do that most others don't do. And I wanna share right now, like I mentioned briefly, six of those and the impact that these will have on your business. Now, let me just state this right up front. If you look at any organization, including ours, all of us can improve in the way we do business, right? And so, you know, some of us may go through this and say, hey, you know what? You're doing great in this area. Maybe this area could use a little bit of work and improvement. I mean, that's the whole point of an organization. We're never going to be perfect in every area. So as I go through these six ways to maximize your sales, simply ask yourself, you know, maybe you've got that one all doped out. It's great. But maybe in this area, there could be some real improvement. So find the ways that these could apply to you and your team and look for opportunities where you can make your business better. And I promise you that at least one of these will have a big impact on your business. You know, just as an example, there was an HVAC company that we did this training with. Now, granted, it was a four hour training and we went through and in a lot more detail than we're going to do here. Uh, so obviously we covered more information. They applied certain things and it resulted in an extra $2.4 million in revenue for that team. So what was the impact of them actually looking at these powerful ways to improve their sales. It was huge. And it made their team more exciting. You know, they liked coming to work. They went from averaging 17 sales a day to 34 sales a day. So obviously it had a huge impact in every aspect of their team. So again, I'm just going to ask you to come to this with an open mind and ask yourself, where can you use these to improve your sales or your business? Now, the way we're gonna go through these, numbers one through six, is number one is fairly easy to implement. Number six is what I would consider you know, getting to the next level thinking. And so it may take some time and effort to implement that. So let's just walk through these, number one through six, and I'll just hit on each one very quickly. Number one is to look at your company website and Google and Yelp and make sure that you have at least 50 five-star reviews. Now that may sound simple, 
But if you look at the service industry, of which HVAC is certainly a part, you know, any services related to HVAC type services, definitely a part of this. So whether it's a doctor, HVAC, dentist, whatever, the number one way in which people make a decision on where they will go is based on reviews. And yet it's amazing how many businesses don't focus on this. So take a look at the example on the screen. This is just a snapshot of my local area. Now, if you were just a random residential person, <laughs> customer, which of these companies would you call? Now you notice that there's only two on here with five-star reviews. And of those, I mean, they only have like 22 or so reviews to get to that five-star review. What would be the impact if your company was listed here and you had 58 to 80 five-star reviews? You would be the company that people would call first. So number one is get five-star reviews and make sure that you have at least 50 of them. You can do that through family, friends, you know, 10% discounts if people leave you a review. There's a lot of ways to do that. Number two, this one may sound simple, is to answer your phone. <laughs> now let me explain what I mean by that. You know, if you have 50 plus employees, you have someone dedicated to answering the phones. I get that. Right now, for this one, I'm talking to the groups, the companies, that have typically less than 10 employees. There has been numerous times where just to test the customer experience, I've called different HVAC companies and nobody answers the phone. I get a voicemail. Now, if you're a customer, if you're actually calling for a service and you get a voicemail, most likely what will you do next? You're just gonna simply go on to the next company. Probably the next company that has a five-star review or the highest review. It's the way people work, right? And so you wanna make sure that someone is answering your phone. You can get a virtual assistant. There are phone answering services that are really inexpensive compared to the return on investment that you'll get from not losing the customers that otherwise will get lost. So that's number two is make sure you have someone answering your phones. Number three, again, this one seems pretty simple. It's rarely done, and that is to ask for referrals. You think about the power and the trust that comes with referral. You're 65% more likely to close a deal from a referral than a cold outreach, a cold lead. And right, that's because there's automatic inherent trust in a referral. So you can create a referral system. You can create a follow-up campaign via email or text with people. The bottom line is you wanna make it easy for them to refer others, their friends. One of the best companies in the world at this is Peloton. You know these bikes <laughs> that you ride? They're great. They created a referral code and whoever uses your referral code gets $100 off their Peloton and the referring person gets $100 credit towards the Peloton store. They've had a massive increase in sales simply because of their referral system. Now, I'm not saying you do $100 here and $100 there. You think about it, you get creative and you look at your numbers. But the point is to have some sort of referral system in place. All right, now we're gonna start to take it up to the next level thinking. Number one, get 55 star reviews on Google, on Yelp if possible. Number two, answer your phone. And number three is to ask for referrals. Now, let's start taking it up a notch here. Number four is to shift your website and marketing language and even your conversational language away from I, us, and we to you and your. Now, what am I talking about there? I'm talking about making your customer the hero and you the guide. And for most of us, at some point, you know, the tendency is to make our companies the hero, and that's the exact wrong approach. We wanna make the customer the hero and make our companies the guide. And the way we do that is really connecting with them at a personal level. You, your, rather than 
I, us, we, <laughs> you know, all the things that are great about our company. Facts tell, emotions sell. And you want to make an emotional connection with people. And it's amazing how many websites have I, us, we, and that's 80% of the website. What I'm inviting us to do is shift that and flip it so that the 80-20 applies this way. 80% of your website is you and your and all the benefits that come to the customer by working with you. And only 20% of the website uses the language I, us, or we. Same thing in a conversation on the phone, you know, if you're talking with a customer. You, your, rather than I, us, we. Let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about here. There was a person who wrote to us like two years ago asking to be on our podcast. And we received his email and I read through his email, you know, thinking this I, us, we thought process. And I want you to read the same email and you do your own evaluation and ask, in this email, who's the hero? Is he making us the hero or is he making himself the hero? And even more than that is how do you feel when you read his email? Is this someone you want to do business with? So I'm going to pause for 30 seconds. I'm not going to talk. We'll put this on the screen and read his email and see how you feel as you read it. Who's the hero in this email? All right, isn't that interesting? I, us, we. Take a look at your website, take a look, a look at your marketing materials, and certainly evaluate your conversational tone. Is it you, your, or are we talking about us the whole time? Powerful way to increase sales. All right, the fifth is a close cousin to the I, us, we conversation, and that is to focus on benefits rather than features. It's easy to talk about features. You see it all the time in marketing ads, and it's the exact wrong approach. I mean, does it increase brand awareness? Sure. But if you really want to connect with someone, it's about you and your, making your company the guide, making them the hero, and talking about what the true benefit is to them. Let me just give you an example of a company that does this amazingly well versus their competitors who just focus on features. And these are companies with tens of millions of dollars in their marketing advertising budgets. And yet, in my opinion, many times they're still getting it wrong. So let me use an example. Let's use Ford, Chevy, you know, any of those companies versus Subaru. Now I'm going to share with you a video here in just a few seconds to illustrate the difference. But I want you to think about how many car commercials or truck commercials you've seen in your life and were really moved by them. Not very many, right? <laughs> what do we see most of the time? 
you know, five years in a row, J.D. Powers, crash test rated, five-star rating. Is that a feature or a benefit? It's a feature. And features don't really move people to an emotion to where they make a decision. You know, again, I'll say this for the third time, emotions sell, facts tell. And so we wanna focus on the emotional connection side, and this is a skill set. It's not easy to do. So here over here, you have all these car companies that talk about features. Now I'm gonna show you a Subaru commercial. I want you to watch this Subaru commercial carefully in the context of what we're talking about and think about number one, who's the hero? Are they using IS we or are they using you and your? Who's the hero, who's the guide, and what's the benefit to buying a Subaru? It's not a feature here. This is a benefit-rich commercial. Take a look and see if you can catch all those clues. Mom? I have to tell you something. Dad. One second I was driving and then the next- They just didn't stop and then I'm really sorry. I wrecked the Subaru. You wrecked it. You're okay. That's all that matters. A lifetime commitment to getting them home safely. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. All right, so even after 30 seconds, who felt an emotional connection to Subaru? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the whole message they're sending? Who's the hero? The parent, right? And what's the benefit to having a Subaru if you're a parent? Your kids are going to be safe. They'll be alive. You know, they'll survive a wreck or an accident or whatever. So they're not take, talking about all the J.D. Power and Associates awards that they've won through the years. They're not talking about their five-star crash test rating. No, they're making an emotional connection with their target audience. And they're making the parent the hero and they're the guide. Can you sense the difference? And so what I would invite you to do is do what we call a benefits drill down exercise. Take the three features or four features that you talk about most often and actually go down to the benefit to the customer of what that feature represents. So for example, if you say, hey, you know, let us come in and maintain your home and take care of all HVAC services, and we'll save you 25% a year on your utility costs. Can you see everything that was wrong with that statement? I, us, we. Now I did say save you, that's all right, right? But I said 25%. So we're really talking about, again, features. You could totally reword that and say, you know, get this annual service. Now I'm just making stuff right up on the fly here. Get this annual service and save on average $165 a month in utility bills, which means more money in your pocket to do what you would like to do. In other words, and that wasn't perfectly said, you know, I'd give myself a six on a scale of one to 10 on that. My point is right off the cusp though, it's focused on them. It's talking about something that they can keep in their pocket, more money for themselves and their families. There's a real benefit rather than the feature. So with every feature, saving 25% on their utility costs, what's the benefit? And it's a powerful thing when you get the sales team to actually start thinking that way. Now the last, and what I would call the most important one out of all six of these tips, is to know your numbers. Now certainly at the corporate or the organizational level this applies, we're gonna focus right now on the individual sales rep. So let's imagine that you have a sales rep who you really want to see increase in sales. Well, how did they get there? There are three key numbers that every sales rep needs to know. Now, if I was with the sales team, we would start with these three numbers. And then we would build on that and say, well, how do you increase your sales by 20%? 
well, we need to start tweaking some of these numbers. How do we tweak these numbers? So basically, we start out with the destination, we work backwards, and then we go back to the destination. Let me give you an example. So these three numbers that every sales rep needs to know are number one, your overall target. So whether it's a yearly target, a quarterly target, or a monthly target, you've gotta know what your goal or target is. So in this case, let's use a monthly goal or target, and just for easy math, let's say that your monthly goal or target is $10,000 in sales. The second number that you need to know is your close rate. In other words, how many people do you need to talk with to close a deal? Now, when you get a little more advanced, you could go through this process with different channels, like incoming calls that are cold calls, you know, referrals, or our residential or commercial services. That's great. That's, you know, much higher level thinking. We're going to keep it basic right now. So overall target and close rate. Let's just imagine a close rate of five to one. In other words, you talk with five people, you close one deal. And the third number is the average sales amount. And again, you can have different channels on this. To keep it simple right now, we're just gonna use the average sales amount. We'll say $500, easy math. Now, once you know these three numbers for a sales rep, then it becomes a game of tweaking the numbers until you get to where you want to be. So let's do the math on this. What you would wanna do with those numbers as the example is take your target or goal divided by your average sales amount. So in this case, $10,000 divided by $500, your average sale amount. Well, that means you need 20 sales at that average sale amount to achieve your goal, right? So now let's go to the next step. Well, how many people do you need to talk with to get 20 sales? So 20 times your close rate of five to one is 100 people. In this case, with these numbers, you need to talk with 100 people to get that number of sales, 20 sales. Well, in the average month, there are 20 weekdays. And if you're not working weekends, let's just use 20 as the number of weekdays, right? So now 20 divided by 100 is five. That means that you need to talk with five people on every workday that you're working to get to 20 sales. Now let's just start working the magic. You know, if you really wanna increase sales, what numbers need to change? Well, average sale amount is one. You know, if you boost your average sale amount from 500 to $1,000, your sales have just gone up by 50% at least. And so you start tweaking the numbers. Well, how about your close rate? What if you can get from a close rate of five to one to three to one? How does that happen in the first place? It's almost always a function of training. That sales team that I shared earlier, it was a result of training. That's how they went from averaging 17 sales a day to 34 sales a day. They started applying all of these tips and habits and it had immediate impact on their sales. So those are the three numbers that you need to know. And then you can start playing with the variables. You could certainly take this up a level and you can say, hey, 50% of our leads come from cold leads. They call us. The other 50% come from this avenue. Okay, we'll do that same process over here and that same process over here. The three numbers here and the three numbers there. So for example, a close rate on a referral will always be higher than a cold lead. Your average sale amount on a referral or a warm lead is almost always going to be higher than someone that's coming in for the first time ever cold. So those are the numbers. Your overall target, in this case monthly, your close rate, and your average sale amount. And if you have a big wide array of numbers, do your best. <laughs> you know, create multiple channels or come up with the best you can because the more you know your numbers, the better you will be able to predict success and how to get to that target. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, you know, as you look at your company, as you look at how you're approaching sales, 
The truth is that all of us can improve, right? I mean, one of my favorite quotes that you've probably heard us say before is good, better, best, never let it rest till the good is better and the better is best. And applying these six ways to maximize your sales is exactly that. You may have certain areas that are good. You may have other areas that are even better over here. Taking these six ideas and saying, how can we get better is the mindset of a champion leader. So let me just summarize these. We'll wrap it up. And I'd love to hear your experiences on how these went. Number one, get 50 five-star reviews, at least. Number two, make sure you have someone answering your phone. Number three, get a referral system set up and in place. Get referrals, ask for them. Number four, take a look at your marketing and material, your website, your conversational tone amongst your sales teams. Where are the places that you could replace I, us, and we's with you and your? Where could you make your customer, your clients, the hero, and make yourself the guide? That's such a powerful thought process. And then with that same thought as number five, look at all the places where you could shift away from features and go to benefits. Do that benefit drill down exercise. Choose a feature and ask why, why, why? Why is this a benefit to the customer? Why is that a benefit to the customer? All the way down until you say, that, now that's a real connect. That's a reason for someone to take action right there. And then finally, know your numbers. The big three, as I like to call them, target, close rate, and your average sale amount. So my name is Rob Schallenberger. I hope this has been helpful as you start to apply some of these tips. And if you'd like to share any experiences with us or have any questions, write us at support at becomingyourbest.com. So I wish you a wonderful day and a great week. As always, they're fantastic content. Once again, if you like the content, you're a member, take the entire full sales course by logging in, going to Contractor Training Online Courses, and click the In-Home Sales class. That's it for today, folks. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now. Bye.